Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm with my awesome co-host, Miss Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey, we uh, we enjoy bringing on amazing guests onto our show, right? Yes, we do. Uh, and we try to find the perfect rogue creators to bring mm-hmm. on. And from, from our conception of this show, right, and doing things differently, we've changed the name like six times. Yeah. But we now have landed on Rogue Creators for quite a while, and we really enjoy that because we enjoy talking to people who are doing things differently in just creative spaces as well as making money. How do you monetize that? How do you how do you really connect with an audience as using social media, but then also copy and then also art and all the things combined, right? And so uh, Stacy Bloomfield has been one of those that we have been very excited to have mm-hmm. on the podcast today. How are you doing, Stacy? I'm I'm great. How are you? We're great. We're great. We're so excited. We were talking about before. We've had to reschedule. I mean, obviously, COVID <laughs> has made things all kinds of fun. Uh, and but just with rescheduling and doing some different things, you have just your your artwork and stuff through Ginger Bear has been awesome. We are super excited to talk through your book as well as uh, potential things coming up in yeah. your life. Right, some cool things that you're going to be uh, going to be launching. We're very excited to uh, to dive into some of that. Uh, but before we get into all of your story, uh, we like to start things off with something fun. What is that, Lauren? We like to start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guest, Stacey, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay. I I love television pretty much. My whole life revolves around work, my family, and then watching as much television as possible. It's how I relax, <laughs> which is silly. But uh, season two of Season two of Dickinson just came out. It's on Apple TV and it's like a really weird retelling of like Emily Dickinson. It's totally bizarre. There's like (laughs) modern music in it and it's kind of tongue in cheek, but I'm super obsessed. So season two just came out and I've watched uh, the the episodes and then I rewatched all of season one because I was like, I I have to. And I really love the poetry of Emily Dickinson, but this 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 show is like really out there, but I love it. So interesting. That's something to check out for sure. That is awesome. It's on Apple TV. And all I know is my phone kept telling me that I could have a free year of Apple TV if I clicked a button. Yep. And I did. <laughs> and now I'm watching this show. They just made it so, so yeah. easy. Yeah. Why not? You know? So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I'm going to tag, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, okay? go for it. Because I too am, I got watching sucked into Watching Dickinson? That. Well, no, I saw it though. And I'm I'm very intrigued. I actually do want to watch it. Uh, but Servant, which is M. Night Shyamalan's uh, miniseries <gasps> that he did, which is also on Apple TV Plus. Uh, that's the only reason. You said it was really creepy though. It's, it's not. So it's a psychological thriller. It goes exactly through like his feeling of like the village and kind of like you don't know time and space really what's happening. And so it is very creepy. There are a lot of things that are, uh, I fall into that, that kind of weird. Could we watch it? 
Yeah, you can watch it. Yeah, yeah. I get, I'm such a chicken. I don't like scary <laughs> things. And so I'm always like, is it like super scary or just a little scary? It's, it, I like to like, be a little scared. They're like jump scared. There's no, it's no horror, horror. It's no oh, horror or horror <laughs> involved. Uh, there's a lot. Of, it's just, it, mm. it's just like, if you know his work, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is very much in line with that, which I was very excited to see. So well, yeah. let me tell you, I don't like horror either. But I made a big mistake over the summer. Um, I didn't know what the movie Midsummer was about. Oh, no, no. Pretty. Oh, I just started watching oh, it. Like, Stacey. oh, this looks like a pretty poster, aesthetically pleasing. And I click watch, oh, no. and within twenty minutes, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, like, this is no. frightening, and it was like full on scary horror. Yes. Like skin being peeled off of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I enjoy. I, I just say I enjoy. I, I like those types of movies. So Midsummer, I was very excited. A24 is a production studio. I just, everything, everything that they do, I love. And so it, but that one is, oh, that one is not for the faint of heart at all. <laughs> it, it took a lot to watch. Actually with her husband, yeah, we watched yeah. it and yeah. he was like, I'm not going to watch that again with you. I was like, I will watch it again. He was like, I'll sit and I'll just listen. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, it's, but it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. The design, the artwork, everything. No, I'm, I'm t- oh, serious. Oh, oh. No, it is so it's pretty. Like, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. It, it, I I was like haunted. My <laughs> husband came and found me in the bedroom on a Saturday, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm not okay." <laughs> I'm like, "I watched this," and he's like, "Why would you do that?" And I'm like, "I didn't know what it was." That's so funny. So, That's uh, oh poor poor Stacy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for it, like on behalf of the movie for you. So that's too funny. All right, Lauren, what are you obsessed with? So I. I've been excited for some of the TV shows that Disney Plus is trying to launch with, like, the whole Marvel series. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my husband and I tried the first two episodes of WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How has that been? It's weird. Uh, it's super <laughs> weird. Um, and my husband was like, I hate this. And I was, I'm willing to give it. I like that there's, like, hidden stuff all through it that's pointing at, like, something's not okay. And yeah. this isn't reality on everything. But then it's also, like. It kind of feels like an inception of an inception and inception. It's very weird. Mm, so okay. um, I'm willing to give it more time, yeah. but it's very weird because it's like replicating almost like a old school, like I love Lucy and yeah. things like that. And then, but then something's not right. And then it's like super trippy and then they're changing time periods. It's, it is strange, but it's gotten like a super high rating on Rotten Tomatoes though. I think all those film people are like, oh, I really uh, like this. All right. <laughs> it, I hope that they will continue more with like the clues that are all hidden and a lot more, maybe a little bit more obvious yeah. because I don't, I don't want to watch I Love Lucy again. Yeah. That's yeah. not what I'm here for. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Nice. It's really good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. This is a whole TV episode. Yes, basically. So all of our obsessions <laughs> are TV. So Stacey, you fit right into this. This was great. This is yeah. awesome. That's good. All right. So just Perfect. like we've always talked before, make sure you guys let us know what you're interested in this yeah. week. We always like to have some fun with that and kind of see, get to know each other a little bit with personalities. So now we're, now we know Stacey doesn't like A24 films that are I super don't crazy. I don't like her one bit. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. Um, okay. Well, speaking of, Stacey, tell us uh, a little bit about you, about yourself, um, and just really how you came up with this amazing concept of beautiful artwork, but also empowering people to monetize their art, empowering people, you know, even in the mental health space as well. Like, there's so much uh, just about what you're doing that we love. Um, and then tell us a little bit about your book. Just, uh, just tell us about everything. Give us a brief overview of everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I was born in Dallas, Texas. No, I won't do that. <laughs> but um, let's see. I love to draw. My earliest memory is of drawing, um, drawing animals specifically. I always knew I wanted to be an artist. You know, I, I went to college, got a degree in graphic design and fine arts, uh, you know, did the thing where I worked at a coffee shop, worked at a university. I got married really young. I think I was, I was 20. My husband uh, was 21 when we got married. We were still in college. I'd known him since we were kids. It's that, that kind of sweet little story. And he needed to go to graduate school. So we moved to Northwest Arkansas. And that's what brought us here to, you know, the Fayetteville area. We've been here pretty much ever since. Uh, had a baby that first year we moved here. And my, our life was like in fast forward. And I had completely put art on the back burner just for the sake of like trying to be a responsible young adult because, <laughs> you know, I had, I had jumped completely into adulthood with marriage, bought a house, had a baby. And I was like 22. Ah, so that's a lot. <laughs> um, and my daughter was born and I needed to decorate her nursery because it's something you do. And I made my own artwork for her nursery uh, because, you know, we were, my husband was a graduate student and it's not like we could go do a lot of shopping. So I pulled out my trusty art skills and I made some artwork. My husband encouraged me to sell it online and I started an Etsy shop. Within two years of that, it was successful enough that I could replace my income at my day job. Wow. And I quit my day job to focus on what I thought was going to be a career in nursery art. So, you know, several years went by, had a couple more kids, and then I was done having kids, and I was no longer interested in making nursery <laughs> art, frankly. I had drawn every animal that you could possibly draw, and I was really bored, um, really bored. At the same time, I found that my business was stagnating because I had focused on one revenue stream, essentially, which was being online with an Etsy shop. And I hadn't focused on growing my newsletter or launching my own website. All the things that I look back on and I'm like, oh, Stacy, I wish that someone had guided you there. Like, I wish someone had reminded you of the importance of diversifying your revenue streams as a creative, which uh, is what I do now for other people. Yeah. I try to help them with that, essentially. So... You know, I had my kids, was done having babies and was trying to kind of find myself as a person again, no longer just focusing on motherhood. And I decided to start taking better care of myself. So one year I drew this illustration that says, give yourself margin, which is now the title of the book yeah. that's sitting right in front of you. <laughs> and I made it my theme for the year, which was to kind of reinsert myself into my own life and re rediscover my creative why, I guess you could say. And it was an accident in the sense that, you know, people always say like, this is my word for the year. And I had never really done that before. Cause I'm like, that's silly. But I had this real, when something comes up in my head more than once, like I try to pay attention to that. And so whenever I wanted to draw that illustration, I, I drew it and I printed it out and I put it on my wall. And that year was like the most remarkable year because I just decided to run with it in my life. So I actually worked less that year. I started actually making the artwork that I wanted to make for myself. So the artwork I needed for my own, I guess, mental health and self-care, I made. I started going to therapy that year. I started doing yoga. I started going on walks. I traveled with my husband. I did all these things that I would never let myself do before because of work. I was so focused on trying to grow my business, but not in smart ways, I would say, that I was like strangling the life out of it. You know, I was focusing on like, oh, if I just get enough social media followers, my business will grow. Mm. Or, um, you know, if I can just 
someone else is doing something really successful, if I can emulate what they're doing, then that's going to work for me. But time and time again, when I would like make decisions based off of those type of external things, it wouldn't work. And I just felt like I was beating my head against the wall until the year I decided to like give myself a little bit of a break and to breathe and to kind of rediscover why I liked being a creative anyways. And it was just the most remarkable thing because at the end of that year, I talked about on social media, why giving myself margin had changed my life. Uh, Then a literary agent reached out to me who I had talked to previously. She had rejected me for a book proposal I had (laughs) tried to give her earlier. She's like, Stacey, you just keep popping up in my mind. I feel like we need to make a book together. I saw this illustration on your social media, and I think this is the book we need to make. And I was like, are you serious? Because I had been trying so hard to like make a book deal happen for years. I'd been trying to just force a lot of things. And as soon as I kind of exhaled a little bit, relaxed, and just started kind of focusing on something else, all this really beautiful stuff started happening in my life. So my book came out in August of 2020. Yeah, it's 2020. It was 2020. (laughs) And last year, obviously, was just a nuts year for my business. Uh, We doubled our revenue last year. Uh, I went from being someone who just owned an Etsy shop to now I run a, you know, a million dollar company. Now we hit seven figures in 2020, which is crazy. (laughs) It's so nuts. I just can't even believe it. Uh, Now we really focus our revenue streams in a lot of different areas. We wholesale to 800 different retail stores. So the products that I design and we produce we're in 800 retail stores. I license my work, meaning other companies pay me to put my artwork on their products. And I've done work for Chronicle Books, Crate and Barrel, West Elm, um, big and small companies, and you know, sell on sell online. And now I teach people how to do the same thing. So I teach people how to create a business, a creative business with multiple revenue streams. And I call it leveraging your art. So I, I launched an eight-week course in 2020 called Leverage Your Art, where I do that. Wow. And then I have a membership, a monthly membership called the Creative Powerhouse Society, where I just help people along their journey. And it's been the most amazing thing. I, <laughs> I went from thinking I had nothing to share, nothing to teach fr- teach about, to realizing I had you know, 12 years of experience of trying a bunch of different things. And now I focus on trying to help other creative entrepreneurs who are exactly where I was back when I was running that little Etsy shop. Remembering, oh gosh, I wish someone had told me, focus on growing your newsletter or find your own creative voice or knowing that there's so many paths forward and to be successful. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. Wow. Oh my goodness. I feel That's so inspired. Uh, I do. I'm like, I want to, just want to run out. Like, just, I'm excited. Well, and I, I love that we can, I mean, you, you see it on your face is your passion for this as well. Uh, that's what's awesome about this. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, it just, it really is the inspiring story of, you know, they always say the starving artist, right? It's like, everybody just feels like, well, you know, art is something I'm not going to be able to monetize. Uh, it's just something I do for fun and in whatever else. But it's almost like taking what you love and being able to monetize it. It's not just about making money, but it's about, hey, sharing that with the world or making an impact in the world and changing things for the better, uh, which is, I think, fantastic. You even said you kind of like, I just started kind of doing things that I wanted to do, and all of a sudden things just started to fall into place, right? Um, I even oh, yeah. think about 
kind of even my story of doing, you said 12 years, that's really my, my journey as well. It's like tried some e-commerce stuff, photographer, video guy, audio, just kind of all of it, marketing, loved marketing. How does it all work together? And all of a sudden we're running now a company that does all of that. And that was never, you can, I, I can't even really explain what we do to a lot of times to people because it's like, it doesn't make any sense even to me still, but it it works. And so um, I see what you're doing. Like if somebody come, come to me and said, hey, this is your whole story. This is what I want to do. I'm like, I don't know if that would work. That doesn't <laughs> sound like it will work, you know, but it, it's crazy how all of that experience has come into, into play. And especially you going to the digital space, you're not just an Instagram influencer. You're not just an Etsy shop owner. You're not just an e-commerce owner. You're, you're also providing that value by teaching people who are our audience, right? Are people who are trying every single day, creating new stuff, not sure how to monetize it, not sure how to build a business around that. Um, and so we'll make sure to to send people uh, that link to make sure to, to go through your course because there's so many in this space who are are looking for that information. And so that's awesome that you've been able to just create all this stuff through your experience. That's fantastic. Thank you. It's It's honestly been a little bit... I don't want to say shocking. Like I work really hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a really hard worker and I, I could probably, I'm a workhorse, you know, that's just how I'm built, but you can put all of your energy in the wrong, um, areas if you're not careful. And it's really hard to discern like, which way should I go? Uh, and that's where I feel like, especially what I talk about in the book, you kind of have to get really comfortable with your own internal voice. Like, so many times when I look back on the things that I wish I hadn't done in my business, it's whenever I ignored a little voice inside me that was like, I don't know if this is right, you know? And it's not like every great decision was like a blaring, like, yes, you need to do this. And I knew it instinctively. But every time I've chased something for either the wrong reasons or it hasn't been the right timing, I've kind of felt it in my gut. You know what I mean? But I put through and did it anyways because I was convinced that if, oh, well, Rifle Paper Company, which is a prominent stationary company, does it this way. I should do it this way too. Oh, or yeah. someone so hired this PR firm, I should do it too. And I wasn't ready. It wasn't the right time and it wasn't my path. And so you have to get really good as a creative of knowing like why you're doing what you're doing and let that be your guide for the decisions you're making, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's some fantastic advice too, uh, especially for anybody who feels like they have to do everything mm-hmm. or, or or follow us some specific formula for what somebody else did. And a lot of times it's, it is, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And I think it's being okay to be yourself and trying things um, just because there's so many, especially within like a <clears throat> social media space of like, you have to do it this particular way. And it's being okay to, to try something new, to be yourself. And like you said, listening to that internal voice, this is who I am. This is how, this is the path I'm going to go down, um, which is really, really cool. Um, so you've mentioned a lot of really cool content that you provide for, you know, different creatives that are pursuing different paths. And so one of the things that we talk with a lot of our clients, and then we talk with, even with ourselves, is how do you balance between paid content and free content? Mm-hmm. Um, so have you any advice to share in that question? <laughs> Yes. So I honestly only started really entering the education space last year. Granted, it's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I've taught thousands of people. What I realized is the freak content 
is what you give to your ideal audience so that they can like you, know you, and trust you, right? You want to give the good stuff so that you're building this relationship, especially if you're new on the education scene. So I had, you know, 11 and a half, 12 years of like business experience, but as an educator, no one knew me yet. So I did a series of things, you know, there, there are free downloads that you can offer that are like free guides for teaching. So I have lots of lead magnets where people can join my newsletter and I give them like a really great free little booklet of information for whatever topic we're talking about. Like Revenue streams for creative entrepreneurs. It's just like a quick guide overview because a lot of people don't know all the opportunities for how you can monetize your art or ways to even grow your newsletter as a creative. Like I give ideas for free lead magnets, you know, and then I do these free courses. So prior to any big launch of like a paid course, I have started doing these free courses. So it'll be like a three-day course or a five-day course and people can sign up for them. And every day I deliver a video lesson to them. So right now I'm actually in the middle of a free class. It's called a Pitch Perfect Portfolio Five-Day Challenge. It's specifically for art licensing. And the idea is that as a creative, a lot of people are sitting on a lot of artwork. And art licensing is a revenue stream uh, that a lot of people don't know about. It's uh, the type where there's not a lot of overhead. You take your artwork and if you can find the right partner, they'll pay you to put your artwork on their products. But if you don't know how to pitch your work and to find the right people, you'll never be able to do it. So over five days, I show people how to take what they already have, use what's right in front of them and put it into a digital portfolio and then how to find a contact to email and show the work to. Now, there's no guarantee you're going to get an art licensing contract your first time. And I'm very obvious. I'm very like uh, transparent about that. It's kind of a numbers game. You have to show your work to a lot of people in order to find the right fit. But that's a free offering that I'm having. And at the end of that, I'm opening up enrollment to my membership. So people then at the end of it, if they like what they're learning, then they can join my monthly membership. So, you know, give the good stuff, really give great content. And then by the end of your free course or your free challenge, people will be like, yes, I want to work with you. I want (laughs) to learn from you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's fantastic. And I think even even with that, talking about giving away the good stuff up front, um, there's so many times that people, uh, we were even talking about it, even a future episode of, of talking through like, well, if I'm doing this, you know, or my competitors are going to see it and they're just going to copy me. It's like, that's that's okay. Just give it away. I mean, you're, you're making an impact in the world anyway, uh, but it's awesome that it almost tees it up for kind of like, here's, here's good stuff. But if you want to go deeper, then, then that's when you can, it's almost like it takes almost an, a commitment from somebody to, to have the, to value what you're creating as well. And so that value is exchanged through money, obviously, and time. And, and so I think it's great too, just to be able to tee up, Hey, let's talk about this topic. You're going to learn, you're going to learn the overview and even you're going to be able to walk away and put this into play. Uh, but you know, if you really want to even dive even deeper, then let's jump into that membership side too. I, that's something that, uh, you know, we're big fans of uh, Pat Flynn and and kind of what he's done in creating courses and uh, and going down that route, which is which is sounds very similar to what you're doing and creating that audience. Um, and I, I just I just love I love the uh, the idea of being able to say, hey, this is an ongoing relationship, whether it's through newsletter or social media, through our membership side, um, and you're just delivering that value consistently. That's that's fantastic. Well, it's the idea of a quick win. You want to give someone with your free content a quick win so that they can walk away and really feel like, wow, 
something in my career just shifted or I have a new perspective that I didn't have before. And they make the connection between you being the person that helped them get there. And it's that trust factor again. And it's something that, I don't know. I've read a lot of different books over the past 12 months. Honestly, I, I read a lot of business books. So like that's something that that's talked about in the book called Launch by, I think it's by Jeff Walker. Mm. But that's a book that I read that was very helpful in terms of how to launch. And then there are just so many different people out there who, you know, a lot of people are teaching the same stuff. It's just a matter of the voice that's delivering it. So like yeah. I teach about creative entrepreneurship. There's so many people who teach about creative entrepreneurship, but the people who want to learn from me want to learn from me for a reason. And that's where that connection is made. And that's why being um, not just as an online educator, but as a creative, being as much yourself as you possibly can and putting as much of your personality and the things that set you apart from other people, just being like unabashedly you is really to your benefit as a brand. You don't want to just be a knockoff of someone else with your style or with your with anything you're presenting, you know? Yep. And yeah. those are the things that set you apart. So, yeah, no, I, that, that's what's, uh, that's fantastic because that, you know, I have your, we have your book right in front of us and on the back it says embracing imperfection. And that's just like screaming at me as somebody, I don't know if you're an Enneagram fan, but I'm a three. And so I'm like very performer. I'm a three. Ah, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. That's awesome. Um, but that's just it. It's like, I always feel like I have to, my company has to look like somebody else's company, or I have to, even Instagram profile has to look like somebody else. And I'm not going to lie, when I first pulled your your Instagram profile up, I was like, oh gosh, I've never seen anything like this. And that was so refreshing. And so, but that's your voice and your create, that's your imperfections coming out too. That's you just saying, hey, this is my creative voice. And I, I love that in the sense too, that uh, we've always seen the business grow whenever we just like, hey, we like this style. We like pink and purple and blue. And that's not very businessy, but it is one of those things. It's like, I like astronauts. And so our <laughs> Rogue Creators logo has an astronaut and it kind of ties into that, like, hey, going rogue, like you're doing something different and taking a leap of faith. And so uh, that is not, again, not very businessy. And it's not, even in the creative world, that's not the like real mute tones and all this stuff too. And so we've, but to go back to your point, when we find find our creative voice, uh, a lot of things start to fall into place. So, and I want to say something about like embracing your imperfections. So I can't tell you how many things haven't worked in my business and what you have to get really good at as a creative entrepreneur is not holding it so tightly in your hands that if something doesn't work, that you can't let it go and move on. Like that's, and I talk about that very openly, especially, especially with the people in my classes or in my memberships. And I talk about it on social media too, but I've tried so many things that don't work. And I find a lot of times that creatives, you know, we're, we're sensitive. We do care about the work that we're putting out to the world. And if we oh, launch yeah. something and it doesn't go the way we want to, I mean, yeah, I mope, I get sad, but the quicker you can learn to recover from those setbacks and the things that don't work, the quicker you're going to be on your way um, to whatever that next thing is. And everything that I have like screwed up with or hasn't gone well, um, I can use it to teach someone else about. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's really important. There's resiliency that you have to have as a creative entrepreneur. um, That it's just, you got to get comfortable with it. You got to get comfortable with failure. (laughs) And that, and it's weird, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So one of the things I love um, 
following your account is just that you've also been very open about self-care um, as well as like having good mental health. And, and it's something that we're also really passionate as a company of pursuing and encouraging also our employees, our contractors to pursue that as well. Um, <clears throat> so how do you feel that self-care brings out the best of your passions and talents? Well, I think that, so you're an Enneagram three, you understand a little bit about this, Brian. It's yeah. like, it can, I can be exhausting to people with my <laughs> persistent <laughs> pursuit of whatever I have put my laser focus on, right? Yes. Like it can be exhausting for the people around me, for my family, for my employees. And, you know, it, my sister actually works for me. So my sister and I were wired very similarly. She manages our wholesale business. She's been with me for years. And maybe it's because of the house we grew up in, but we are both just like, if there's something to get done, we will put everything else aside to get it done for, you know, even if that means we are practically turning ourselves into robots. So for years, you know, we would bust our butts working really, really hard and everything else would just be in the blinders. Mm -hmm. And I found that as I was growing my business and my team, like, it's not fair to have that expectation of everybody else. And if I can't model a healthy um, way that I approach my work and the expectations that I have for myself, like it's, it's unfair for my employees. You know, I don't expect them to be working at midnight. I don't expect them to be, you know, putting in all these hours and granted, I don't do that anymore. I, ha I don't have to work as much as I used to, since I've kind of gotten more comfortable with taking care of myself. Uh, but what happens is once you start valuing yourself as a person, um, not just your performance, but like in terms of your, your mental health and your relationships and passions outside of work, uh, it spills into everything. So that, that year that I mentioned that I decided to give myself margin and to take better care of myself, my team was so much happier too, <laughs> because, um, it wasn't as intense. Mm -hmm. I was able to like chill out a little bit. Um, so I go to therapy still just every other week right now it's remote therapy because of COVID, but I've been going with my husband since 2018, I think to the same therapist and it's, it's been life changing. Yeah. Um, and in fact, th this is, this is how I'm wired. I was in bed with my husband the other night and I was like, Nathan, what would it take for me to provide, to, to find a way to build an organization where everyone in Arkansas got free access to talk therapy? What would that take? And he's like, I don't know, Stacey. So I'm like running the numbers. I'm like, I only need a billion dollars a year. Surely I can come up with that. And I mean, you know, I don't have a billion dollars, but you know, my brain goes there. Uh, and it's because it's just been so valuable to me. And it's also helped me to discover, like, there are some things that I needed to delegate and let go of. And I, when you don't give yourself space to like breathe and to think, um, it's really hard to let other people into your process. So I've become a better boss because I've taken better care of myself. And now my team jokes, like, we got to get all the stuff out of Stacy's brain and like into systems. Because before I was just like a one, I was like, I'm a one woman show. I can just do all the things myself. And now it's like, I can't, like, I need my team. I need to delegate. And I don't know if that answers your question, but as a business owner, I think that's why we've grown so much is because I've gotten a lot better at just letting go of things and empowering my team. And I used to not recognize the importance of that. So. Yeah. Uh, you're speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> So we're going to church right now for us threes. That's uh, that was uh, that's good. I mean, it really is. That's I 
the value I we we've talked about this a lot, but my wife and I too we go to, to uh, therapy. Um, it was every week for for quite a while now, every other week. But it's it's just so impactful in so many different areas of your life that things that you don't even understand, and like even childhood trauma has come up. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm the way that I am. And that's that's not okay. I can still I can fix this. I can be okay with this. I can revisit that and and then come to some type of closure for that too. And stuff that you don't even think about that affects your everyday life and especially in business. Um, people don't think about that. They think it's completely separate. Well, home life is here and then work life is here and it's all all completely separate. But it's not. It just bleeds over into into everything that we do. And so um, I, I love that you're a champion for that, especially in the business world because. Old management, you know, me I being in corporate world for 14 years, it wasn't until the last few years uh, of being there that they really started to start valuing mental health. Before that, it was all results driven, performance driven. It didn't matter, you know, if you hit it, you weren't at 10%, then you weren't at 20%. It didn't matter how high you got. It was just, they would never value you as a person. And so luckily it is shifting that way. But I love that there are people out there who are championing this uh for especially in the small the small business world because that that doesn't get uh, looked at enough. So, well, I'd also say one more thing, and I, I hate uh, not hate. I, I love talking about this, but my <laughs> therapist, of course, I, I love my therapist, and I won't say who who they are right now here because that's weird. But he was talking about my relationship <laughs> with my business, and he said that there's this really great idea called the proposals of the feminine economy. The proposals of the feminine feminine economy. Um, and the website is sister.is. Anyway, the point is like capitalism in America and the way so many businesses have been run came from this perspective of like this masculine um, way of running a business, results oriented and, mm-hmm. you know, just all these things. Like think Mad Men, you know, like that, that was like the <laughs> yeah. world. And obviously things have evolved over time, but now the way like a lot of people are approaching their businesses, sorry, my dog is barking. Yeah. <laughs> This is important stuff. Stop. <laughs> I love it. Um, now the way a lot of businesses are trying to shift is this, and of course it's called the feminine economy on this website, but I think the, the perspective is important. It's like we are trying to incorporate like uh, mental health and treating people with dignity and respect in how we run our businesses. And there's actually like language for this. So I've been trying to shift my business to running in this way for a while. And then my therapist is like, well, I I stumbled upon this thing and it reminded me of like your goals for your business. So if anyone's interested in that, it's on a website called sister.is and I've read through it and it's just an interesting way to approach running a business. Anyway, that's all. I love that. No, that's That's fantastic. Those are very, very tactical things that our listeners uh, can probably find a lot of value, especially if they're running their own small businesses, agencies, whatever. They're even trying to make an impact in a larger uh, business as well. Uh, it takes one person to take that step. So yeah, any any of those research, even after we stop recording, if you think of something, <laughs> send it over. We'll make sure to put it in the show notes. That's yeah. uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us what is next for your company? Oh, goodness. Okay. So let me just say, <laughs> the reason we had to reschedule so much is because my business grew so much in Q4. It was a little bit overwhelming um, in the best way possible. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's a, that's the best excuse ever. <laughs> We're totally fine with that. That's a great excuse. <laughs> I mean, it was like quadruple. Our December was quadruple like oh, the previous in oh wow. December. And it was, it's a lot. So we're still growing. We were like, what's going to happen in January? And January is just still phenomenal. And, you know, there's no magic bullet. I feel like it's just been a lot of like momentum building up. 
So what's next for us is we're hiring more people because we are, we just need more people, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, I actually just promoted one of my employees to be the new Stacy Bloomfield. That's what I call her so that <laughs> I can freed up to uh, focus on kind of bigger picture things and content creation and education. So it's kind of weird, but like that's, that's internally what's happening in our business. I'm going to grab my dog and you're going to meet we, him. Hold on. See, yeah, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> Come here, buddy. <laughs> well, it's going to be fun because uh, Jacob, producer Jacob over there uh, is a big dog fan. So he's probably going to, Make sure. Oh, 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 oh so my cute. goodness. Google's uh, a, a rascal and he's, um, he just wants to hang out. So yeah. <laughs> so what's next? Dougal, what's next? Okay. So internally we're growing a lot. Um, <laughs> I am launching a podcast called the Creative Powerhouse Podcast. Yes. Awesome and name. It's another one of those ways that I'm going to be able to deliver free content to my ideal audience to hopefully be able to attract people to more of my education. But it's more than that. I found in my courses, my favorite thing to do is when I get to just go live and talk. Like that's my favorite. Like I really hate having to just type out my thoughts because I lose a little bit of like my excitement. I love talking to people. So we're going to launch the podcast in April and, um, We'll see. My husband got me the the domain. He he he's a software developer, works for WordPress. So he got oh, me my yeah. domain. I'm excited about that. Nice. What yeah. else is happening? Oh, I have so many things that are happening. <laughs> my my big course will be relaunching in June, the Leverage Your Art Eight Week Course. And my goal is to have a thousand students in that launch. I had five hundred in my launch over this last summer. And we have some big revenue goals this year. I think, you know. I'm a big believer that you kind of set your intentions and then you just kind of open yourself up to possibilities. So, um, you know, I'm just excited to see what happens next. I'm working on a, in my head, I'm working on a new book proposal. It's not like written out yet, but I'd like to have that done by Q4. And I don't know, I'd really like to be able to leave my house at some point. So I really (laughs) hope this year that uh, things get better with COVID, who knows? Maybe a yeah. year from now we can all meet in person. I don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. But. That's what I think we were excited about too, of hearing about the warehouse and your space and kind of see some of your work as well. I mean, I'd, we're, we're just going to plan that at some point yeah. when, when so. all this settles down. So <laughs> that's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. Right now we're in the middle of a big rearrange at the studio to make room for everything because we're just we're on top of ourselves. And I love our location. We're in a great spot in Springdale. I live in Springdale. I, I really want to stay there. So we're just trying to make our little space work uh, as long as we can. And I don't know where we'll go next, but I'm I'm really excited. I love what I do. Uh, we're kind of in a sweet spot right now, and I'm just trying to enjoy it. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I just thought you were like, we're just doing so many things. I can't, I can't, that's that's so awesome. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, well, we are big podcast fans, so we will we will be on that list to subscribe because uh, yeah, obviously absolutely. so much value uh, just even today, just yeah. uh, talking through some of these things. I mean, this is it's fantastic. Um, we can we will have you back because I want I'd love to dive into maybe even just a specific episode on your courses and yes. how you're creating that, the membership levels, you know, keeping them. Are you keeping them open all year long? Or 
or is it just a limited kind of release where you walk with it, walk with people through it? There's all all of those questions too um, that I would love to dive into um, at some point if you're if you're willing to come back on the show. Oh, totally. I don't I don't have an evergreen model right now for my courses, just so you know. But that's something I it's on the agenda for this year is to take one of my smaller courses and turn it onto like an automated evergreen model of enrollment, but everything else is like a limited launch. So the membership is once a year. No, the membership's twice a year and oh, the okay. big course once a year. And, um, you know, we could talk all about that whole process. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Stacy, I think you're my spirit animal because you're saying <laughs> words like, uh, you know, evergreen, which was, oh, I say around the office all the time. It's almost become a band phrase, I think it around here, has. um, as well as build, you know, people, they want to know, like, and trust you. That's yes. a big, big one of mine too. And so, uh, just, this is validating for me. Lauren. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fantastic. Fantastic. Well, um, yeah, Kind of take us home, Lauren. What's uh? What are kind of the last question that we need to ask, Stacey? We asked it. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. I'm sorry. I get off on my tangents too. Um, well, hey, any advice that you would give somebody who's, you know, starting to kind of monetize their art, feeling like, hey, I want to create a business around this. Any, you know, I have a dream of doing something like this, but I don't even know where to start. Uh, feel free to plug yourself as well uh, with that. But where, what advice would you give them? So two things I see often from people who are first starting out. One, they feel like it happens really fast for other people. And they want they get really discouraged whenever, even if they're incredibly talented and have already figured out kind of like their pocket of their like zone of genius, I guess you could say, like where they need to focus on, they get really discouraged if they don't start monetizing as quickly as they want to. And I have to remind people, like, I'm 12 years in. You know, yeah. I I I was only growing pretty slowly for a lot of years. I mean, we're talking like 12% growth year over year, which isn't bad, but like you start from like a year where you make it $2,000, that takes a while, you know? <laughs> so I think you have to give yourself permission to grow slowly. In fact, one of my favorite podcasts is um, How I Built This with Guy Ross, and there's an yeah, episode with yeah. the founder of Patagonia, and he specifically talks about their slow growth. And how important it has been. And now Patagonia is enormous, but they've been around for decades. And he really talks about the importance of slow, steady growth for sustainability. A lot of businesses grow really quickly, creatives quickly, and then they can't sustain it or they have to sell or go public. For me, I've always liked the idea that slow growth is good growth. So that's one really big piece of advice I'd give anybody is wherever you're at, it's going to be slower than you think it's going to be. And that's kind of normal. And you see all the glorified stories of the instant success. It's never instant. There's probably been a million failures before that success that you saw uh, publicly. And I just want to encourage anybody, whether you're graphic designer, illustrator, photographer, content creator, like it's okay if it goes slower and like maybe keep your day job (laughs) for a little (laughs) while. Like I had to work my, my day job for a while And when I quit my job to replace my income, it wasn't that much money. My day job didn't make me that much money. So I was like, $20,000? Heck yeah! You know? And $20,000 is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I can't live... I can't can't raise my family with three kids off of $20,000, you know? So... um, it's it's all about your your perspective and where you're at. So there you go. 
No, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Took you 12 years to become an overnight success. So that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's fantastic advice. That that patience. Mm. It's okay to have that patience. It's okay to grow slowly. And we have to remind ourselves that. Daily. Yeah, (laughs) daily. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. So um, Stacey, thank you so much. Where can people, if they want to get connected with you, uh, learn more about uh, Gingerbread and even just the courses and what you're doing over there, uh, where, where can they go? Well, if you want to see more of me and my dog, Dougal, yes, we uh, always, always visit me on Instagram. My my business is called Gingerbread, G I N G I B E R. It's a weird name. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I've had it for years. Uh, it's a Latin word. Um, if you want to learn about our courses, visit leverageyourart.com. And that's where I have all of my education um, in one area. We're doing a big website revamp this year. So that'll be ready by Q3. I'm excited about that. So everything will kind of live together. So there's gingerbread.com for products, wholesale licensing, and there's leverage your art for education. And then Dougal's on Instagram with me and stories. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. Yes, it's been amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank and, you for uh, Absolutely. Make sure that you guys go. We'll have everything and even some additional stuff that Stacey mm-hmm. sends over. Yep. Uh, all at uh, com slash podcast. Make sure you guys check it out there. All the links, everything we've talked about. And uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks. All right. Do you want to do some rapid fire? You have some have some time for rapid fire? No, let's do it. All right. All right. Okay. So I do follow you on Instagram and I've been very much uh, loving watching you do your home um, and doing your different projects around your house. So this comes, this is this question. So we're all homeowners here. What DIY are you most looking forward for your home this year? Ooh. So we'll start with you, Stacey. Ooh. New wood floors in my bedroom. We are Ooh. doing it. We're so excited. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. Nice. Oh man, ours is a whole. Yeah, you're like destroyed. Like, yeah, brand new. We've we've been DIYing a lot of things around <laughs> our house, uh, but planning for renovation at some point. But uh, yeah, I've laid so so many so much wood floor. I'm tired of I'm tired of that. <laughs> it's been a little crazy. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's finishing it. I think is going to be yes, the, the key. That so, would be awesome. Yeah. What about you? You get it. You're getting a new home. Yeah. So we're moving in like three weeks to do our new house. Um. So we're very excited. Um. So um. I've been in a little starter home. So I feel like for the past couple of years I've been like, well, we're not staying in it very long. Uh. Oh. Oh, it's okay. Okay. She's there. She's okay. still there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry for those who are listening. Um. <laughs> the video cut out for a second. Um. So I haven't really, um, I've been like, well, we're not going to be here. So I haven't really done a lot of decor. And so I'm very excited because we'll be in this house for a while. And so I'm excited about being really intentional about the way that we decorate. And I also over-decorated my starter, my little starter home. So it felt so ridiculously small. And when we like stripped things off to get the house ready to sell, I was like, this is amazing. And it feels so good. So I'm excited about picking pieces of art. I might even visit your website for some inspiration Um, and really uh, taking one piece of art and using that as a theme for each room. And so that's what I'm I'm excited about doing. Nice. Nice. Awesome. All right. What's our next question here? All right. If you were ever in a spelling bee, what would be the word that would get you? Okay. I'm a horrible speller, so it could be just about anything. Like my husband makes 
he doesn't make fun of me. He corrects me a lot. He corrects my spelling a lot. Uh, so, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm always misspelling even the word portfolio. I'm like teaching a class <laughs> on portfolio and I have misspelled it so many times. And one of my employees is like, Stacy, you need to edit your post. It's spelled wrong. And I'm like, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. My, go ahead. Mine's unfortunately unfortunately i cannot spell it i i don't i've put it on a post note to stare at it i don't know why but I, unfortunately is, i cannot spell is, unfortunately this is like the uh dwight he's like in front of everybody at the spelling bee i spelled failure wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, that makes sense mine's a restaurant oh i can have for the life of me somebody else there's a comedian say he's like somebody's got a gun to my mama's head and it says you spell restaurant correctly it's like i'm sorry mama i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, for the life of me, still cannot, even with spell check, I, I still spell it incorrectly and think I'm spelling it right. And it's, it's like, nope, you're not. Oh, man, I'm terrible at copy too. So it's okay. Yeah. Hey, Stacy, thanks so much. Appreciate it. I'm super happy to have been here. Thanks for having me. And let me know if you ever want to talk again. I'm, I'm up for it. So, Absolutely. yes, we would love that. We would All love right. that. We are out. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.